So, hello and welcome to a new podcast episode. I am very glad to be able to record this, finally. Um, I had the perfect position half an hour ago. I kid you not, it was so nice. Um, it was a bench, right? I was sitting at the edge of a field, uh, overlooking like a, a pasture of, of wildflowers, and it was so nice. It recently rained, so there was like raindrops in the background, uh, a little bit of drops falling out of the, the canopy of the trees, right? And the sun was coming through. I kid, oh, it was the most beautiful sight. You couldn't have imagined that. And I thought it was the perfect atmosphere for like a, a relaxed, calm podcast episode, right? And the ambience could kind of a little bit, con- uh, well, not exactly disturbed, but shattered by <laughs> a bunch of people. Basically, the entire city just decided to go on a walk today. And exactly at that one very well-known spot, apparently, they gathered and it was loud and it was very annoying. Um, I can't blame them, of course, you know, but I had to relocate myself. That's also the reason why it sounds like I'm taking a piss right now, because I'm near a small river um, somewhere in the deep forest. Don't worry, I'm not lost, but I am very far away from people, I think, I hope. Um, At least that's what I thought, like. 10 minutes ago. In the meantime, I found out that this path, what I'm currently walking upon, right, this is a like a silent corner at the edge of the forest. I'm going to call this the weirdo path now, because in the 10 minutes which I've been here, I've seen uh, basically a fully naked runner, almost fully naked, right? The guy had very tight shorts and running shoes, and that was it. He was running like a madman. Like, he didn't even have music or anything. He just ran through the forest. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, I'm actually a little bit worried about this guy. I'm just going to look around a little bit. Um, I also heard at the edge of the forest, I heard a bunch of, well, ladies basically talking about how the vaccine is going to kill us all and how the uh, the family members of them are, are so stupid for getting vaccinated. You meet interesting people in this forest, okay? That's what I'm trying to say. So <laughs> I don't know if this is a good position, but I'm going to talk about it anyways. What I'm going to talk about is um, Goblin Slayer, the... Uh, I think most of us are actually familiar with that franchise, but I don't blame you if you have forgotten about it, uh, because it came out in 2018, and now it's 2021, so like no one cares anymore, am I right? Um, and that's basically true for me as well. Um, right until yesterday, uh, student Alex has decided, oh, you know, gotta take a quick break from all my extensive studying. And so I, um, you know, basically just thought about Goblin Slayer. I was like, hey, hey, you know, how did that go on? You know, I... I remember watching the anime, but, you know, gotta be a manga, right? So I read the manga. Uh, no, actually, I, I opened some random chapter. I wanted to continue from when the uh, anime stopped. I read into some chapter, I think 15 or something. I read into this and I was like, hey, wait a minute. It's actually kind of good, you know? And I don't remember the anime being this good. So I did something in retrospective a little bit uh, unwise, and that is... I decided to just read from chapter one. I was like, oh, come on, I want to know what cha- what they changed, you know? I'm just going to read a couple of chapters, right? I actually binged the entire fucking manga in a day, all 61 chapters, and I don't regret it, okay? I, I honestly, I feel like, wow, I got hooked, right? That's that's all that there is to it. I got hooked because it's a good manga. Um, and that's also why I'm here trying to promote that, even though it's not a seasonal anime and no one talks about it anymore. I think I'm gonna try to convince you to just read the manga, not the anime. I don't think the anime is all that good, and I can't give you any information about the light novel. I heard it was better than the manga, even more gruesome, more... But let's talk about that when the time comes, okay? Um, I'm just gonna talk about the manga. The uh, anime itself came out, as I said, in 2018, and as you might remember, 
oh, maybe you don't, but I do, it did create quite a lot of attention um, because of the rape scene, which is an extremely prominent feature of the first episode, and basically, you know, that created a big moment of shock, which uh, some people on Twitter didn't like. They, they basically called for the show to be cancelled. Ah, oh, you, you can't show sexual violence on screen. And that led to everyone else being like, oh, you know, better check out what it's all about, right? And so the show got a lot of attention, which just goes to show you that, you know, the shock moment can be used very effectively to promote the show. Um, but yeah, the show got a lot of hype, but good and bad ones, but hype is hype. And um, well, it kind of didn't live up to it, right? Because people were like, including me, looked into this and be like, hmm, you know, it's not, it's not bad, but it's not the best either. You know, the characters are kind of okay. The plot is uh, kind of generic it's nothing new really it's not i mean it's not that good right and so most of them just forgot about it including me um why am i talking about it now and that is basically the fact that rereading the manga taught me something really interesting i i never really thought about it all that much but none of the characters in the show have names okay that's a i'm gonna talk a lot more about the rape part and the uh, one I'm going to talk about now later. Um, but basically, what I observed after reading the manga was like, none of the characters in this show have names. Like seriously, the Goblin Slayer is just called Goblin Slayer. Uh, the, his his party members are called uh, their race or their occupation, right? The priestess, uh, the elf archer, the elven archer, the uh, dwarven, I think sage or something. I don't know, lizard man, right? Like basically. Like, none of the characters in this entire show have any names. The receptionist girl is called Guild Girl. The woman he lives with on the farm is called Cow Girl. I find that amazing. And that kind of led me to discover something. I find it absolutely amazing nowadays. Is that this show really is the simplest form of any fantasy show that is still good, in my opinion. And that's what I was uh, kind of trying to get at. Um... I don't think, that's a, a bold statement, I don't think you could make any show simpler than Goblin Slayer and still make it good, okay? And that's why I'm trying to promote this. That's why I'm trying to tell you, hey, yo, read the manga, give it another shot. I think it's, a, it's worth reading. Um, and why is that? So, uh, before I start saying that, and that's something I originally didn't feel the need to say, but I, I kind of think it's necessary to say it, rape is bad, okay? That's something you have to make clear. Rape is a disgusting appalling thing and it's you know any show that doesn't treat it that way isn't a show worth watching okay at all i'm looking at you video fila like seriously the fan base there just don't even don't even think about them um rape is a very you know disgusting thing to include in a show and as such it can be used effectively as goblin slayer does um but you have to be kind of careful not to trivialize it as in, you know, oh, you know, they, they rape and they murder and they pillage and, you know, that kind of stuff. No, they, that's what I think Goblin Slayer does extremely well. They show the violent, disgusting simplicity of what is happening, basically, right? They show it in, they, they don't trivialize it, they don't veil what's happening. They show what is happening in such a clarity, right? In such a, a they just show it to you. And the effect on that is so scarring to me. Like, I, it was one of the few times I genuinely felt disgusted at what, was, what I was seeing in the manga, right? And I think Goblin Slayer uses this very well. Like, the, way, the rape scene in the first episode, the anime kind of butchers this, but the uh, manga... Okay, I know. That's <laughs> it's so standard manga thing, right? Like, 
oh, the manga is so much better than the anime. And the light novel readers come and say, oh, no, actually, the light novel is much better, right? And like, I'm not going to engage in that discussion. I'm just saying the manga includes a lot more detail. And they give every character that gets raped, murdered, and killed violently in the show, um, give a page of backstory, right? And it's such, like, it's the bare minimum of characterization that you can give a character, right? It was a guy on a farm, and he wanted to become an adventurer, and he becomes an adventurer. A girl, son of a, I think, a martial artist, and, well, she joins the party and is in love with the hero. And it's such a simple thing, and you don't need names for that, right? It's such a simple characters, right? Um, but it works for me. That's a, what I'm trying to get at in this show, is it works. It is so... It has basically the most bare-bone, stripped storyline of all the shows I've ever read in so far. But it simply works. Because the alpha, I think he's either a genius or, like, seriously skilled. Um, he uses this, well, basically evilness, this innate evilness of goblins, um, to, to really paint a clear bad guys, good guys scenario, right? Like, there's literally no room for, oh, yeah, but maybe the goblins do this for their own reproduction, because no, these things are disgusting pieces of shit. Like, you don't support the goblins in Goblin Slayer, okay? Um, and that kind of is also an interesting storyline. Like, I mean, a lot of situations where you, I mean, especially nowadays, you have these these morally gray scenarios. Of, oh, you know, the bad guys are actually all that bad. The good guys are actually all not good. Um, not Goblin Slayer. Like, again, such a simple thing, right? It is simple to understand. Goblins are something that must be killed. And in fact, if you go even further than that, um, goblins are not even that important things to be killed, right? Like, goblins in Goblin Slayer, the story, yes, they are the main villains and they are clear. The, the, the things that they do in the show make it clear to everyone, okay, these guys must die, okay? But in the universe of Goblin Slayer, the, the lore, the, the world of Goblin Slayer, that's not even the case. Like, goblins are basically side quests, right? They're not that bad. I mean, they're bad, of course, and everyone knows, okay, if there's a goblin nest, someone must go and kill them. But um, if you've ever played an RPG, you kind of know this. <laughs> goblins are not important monsters. They're not high loot, high value objects. And this is really what the entire show is. It's a giant RPG, and it's so well done because everything in this show is basically works like an RPG. It's, I think, one of the truest adaptations of that kind of format, including the fact that goblins are just side quest monsters uh, that... that a newbie, you know, kind of a noob, <laughs> noob monsters, things that don't need the attention of actually anyone skilled. Um, but that, of course, the simplicity of, you understand it if you ever played an RPG game, contrasted with the reality, the brutal reality of what's actually going on, right? What happens to those people who get abducted by goblins or who go and fight goblins inexperiencedly, right? Like, that kind of contrast really drives the story of why Goblin Slayer is an important character. Because... Well, no one takes goblins seriously, but they are vicious shits, and clearly they're being underestimated by a lot of people. What the, the, That entire situation creates this gap for the, this necessity for a character that is good at killing goblins and only focuses on goblins because he doesn't underestimate them, right? And so the existence of Goblin Slayer, the character, is a consequence of the world that he lives in, which is a sign of a good writing. And that kind of brings uh, home the point I'm trying to say here. Um, Goblin Slayer is simple, really simple. It works like an RPG. The magic in Goblin Slayer is basically RPG magic, right? There's super strict rules. You can only use certain magic three times a day. The Priestess, for example. Uh, there's certain limitations to how you can use them. It's, it is perfect adaptation of RPG. But the characters, simple as they may be, they're not useless, senseless characters, right? They're, they're characters that work in the world that the author has created. And Goblin Slayer, again, what I'm trying to say here is 
the reason Goblin Slayer works in the show is because there's a distinct niche for him to fill. Killing goblins, which are clearly a problem, but not something skilled people uh, take care of, right? And what I find amazing about this is the fact that um, literally uh, noobs kill goblins, they underestimate them and they get killed. But adventurers, uh, skilled adventurers, they don't kill goblins because they don't, they kind of also underestimate them, but they also just don't give a shit about them. They're not profitable loot. That is literally the entire driving motif for Goblin Slayer as a character. Um, because you might think, of course, if you listen to the backstory of Goblin Slayer, the character, is that, oh, you know, his family got this, this village, not just his family, but the, the village in which his family lived, got sacked by goblins, and he saw them be murdered in front of him, and his own elder sister raped in front of him. Of course, that's an extremely traumatic thing. So he vows to kill goblins, and he goes to train, and he kills goblins. But that's his personal backstory. The reason why his character exists in the world is just because goblins are a constant problem. And that's really... I love how simple it is. You don't have to think. There's nothing more to it than that. You can literally sum up the entire plotline of, yo, goblin slayer hates goblins, and goblins are a problem that no one takes care of, no one skilled takes care of, so he's a skilled guy who takes care of them. That's all that there is to it. And... Well, if you want more than that, you should watch something else, right? Like, for me, that's enough. If you, I would recommend you do check out, if you read the manga, the first couple of chapters. And if you don't like him, don't force yourself. Because that's all you're going to get. That's basically all the driving motif you'll ever find. And what you'll notice in the show is that it's a circular motif, right? As in, whenever he goes out on a quest to kill goblins, he returns home, having killed those goblins. And basically, then he returns home to his farm, rests there... You get a little bit of side stories and then he goes back to do the same thing again, right? Like, you never have this feeling of, wow, this guy's defeating all the goblins. The goblin problem will never return to this village or something. No, it's just, it, they show how futile of an effort this guy's actually trying to do because he hates goblins, he wants to kill them all, but he, he doesn't move around, right? He's, he's not a wanderer who moves around the continent killing all the goblins he can find. He's stationary, but he goes to a farm, he lives at a farm and he goes on adventures basically surrounding that area, right? And this guy has been doing that for 10 years in, this, in the universe, and he still does that every opportunity he gets, right? He never actually solves the goblin problem at all. And that's what really I find interesting about this show is our hero isn't a hero, right? He's a side character basically in the universe. Um, he does something no one really cares about, goblin slaying, and he's basically like hyper-specialized on just that one task, and he doesn't have any other talents that can be used for that. He's not a hero in the sense that he has some mysterious hidden powers or he's a complex character with some hidden things about him that we don't know. No, he's a simple guy. We know what he is. We know what he does. We know that what he can't do. He can't actually defeat the forces of evil. There's like a backstory. In fact, probably the main story uh, from a lore standpoint in that, you know, there's the forces of chaos and the forces of good and they're fighting against each other in the universe of Goblin Slayer. But that's literally nothing that the main storyline of Goblin Slayer is concerned with at all. It goes only about what, how are we going to kill goblins today? And you might think that sounds so repetitive, that sounds so boring. I might say, I don't think so. I think it's actually an interesting thing to show how, how a character actually can spend their entire life putting in all the effort. And literally, we can see that this guy is exerting himself, right? He's giving it all he's got in a futile task. What he's doing is basically a, uh, what's it called? In Sisyphus Arbeit in German, a uh, Sisyphean task. I hope that's correct. Uh, basically, he's doing something that requires a lot of effort, but doesn't actually yield any long-term results. He never kills all the goblins. And you, we, the entire story of the, of the show, we never get even near that. 
it's a futile story, but it's okay. That's not, not futile. It's ultimately kind of um, an endless circle of, of goblin slaying. But it, you always see he does save people. He does rescue adventurers who underestimate goblins, and he does poor women who got raped by them. He does take care of them, right? Saving them. He is clearly a hero to them, and he does get celebrated as such. But he's never someone who changes the world in itself, which is very drastically different from any other fantasy I've ever seen. Okay, last point I'm going to talk about is the fact that combat in this show is extremely gruesome, realistic, and how should I put this? Labor-intensive, okay? So the, it's not like, oh, the hero pulls out his sword and then bam, all the heads go flying off of the enemies. No, the guy, you see him, he, he jumps down there, he cuts them and slashes and punches and stabs and you know it's basically you really feel like this is a melee right it's a it's a hand-to-hand -hand combat and the guy is you know when he, he comes home and says oh you know killed 20 goblins you know you saw that you kill every single one of them and you see how he did that <clears throat> and of course the party later as he gets a party in the course of the show um they also find out pretty quickly oh god this is not you know this is not so heroic and, and adventurous but it's basically just nasty and and gruesome you have to get down to their level and kind of fight them in the hallways one-on-one -on -one, shoot them and it's it's nasty they fight dirty you have to fight dirty too i love the way that the combat works in this show i really it, it good job this is overall a very good show okay um i'm not gonna talk too long about this i'm sorry i don't want to go over 20 minutes but okay one last thing the uh romance aspect okay you know uh, i know i'm a very simple man but sprinkling a little bit of romance and i'm i'm on board okay i like it much better for me already and there's, there's definitely at least two or three girls in the show who like our protagonist and whatever that, of course, is not going to develop into anything. But I think that adds a little bit of ease and a little bit of, you know, switching off the entire goblin slaughtering um, or getting slaughtered by goblins is also an option. Uh, overall, I think it's a show worth checking out. Read the manga, please. I hope I didn't spoil anything because I really didn't. Like, I, I watched out not to spoil any major plot points. Check it out. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you very much for listening.